Welcome to System Change, Not Climate Change, an audible course for activists on the climate crisis. This is episode one, Global Heating, of lesson one, What is Climate Change? As per the episode name, today we'll be learning about global heating, best understood as the process by which the climate is changing, or how climate change is physically happening. Many of you might already know how global heating works, but I would still really encourage you to listen to this episode. This could be because there will be some new information that you have not heard before, or it could be that the way I explain it is helpful to you in thinking about how you can explain it to other people. It's also always good to reinforce what we already know, especially something as important as global heating. Alright, so I keep saying global heating, but perhaps some of you know the term global warming, or have heard of the greenhouse effect. Well, they're all the same thing. But the reason climate justice activists use the term global heating instead of global warming is because, well, the earth was literally on fire last year. Warming is not a strong enough word for what's happening, so instead we say global heating. This is similar with how we often use the term the climate crisis, or the climate emergency, rather than climate change. And sorry, please bear with me as I use all three of these terms climate change, the climate crisis, and the climate emergency throughout the course. Basically, we need to give urgent language to the urgent crisis that is climate change. Okay, but I still haven't spoken about what global heating really is. So, let's begin. As I said, global heating is the process that is causing climate change. Basically, the heating of the planet is causing our climate to change. At this point, some of you might be thinking, what's the difference between weather and climate? This can be difficult, because they are very closely linked, but they are different. The weather is what is happening right now, today. The weather is rainy or sunny, cold or warm, cloudy or clear. Climate, on the other hand, is the long-term or average weather patterns of somewhere or something. For example, At the time of me recording this, the weather in Cape Town is rainy and cold. However, it's still summer here, and Cape Town's climate is dry and warm in summer. Perhaps this comparison will be useful. The weather tells you what clothes to wear on that day. The climate tells you what clothes you need to have in your cupboard. Does this make sense? If it doesn't, don't worry, it will. And for now, just remember that climate refers to long-term patterns in the weather. Okay, so we know that global heating is changing the climate, but how does global heating happen? This is very important, and this next section is critical in both how we understand climate change and how it informs our understanding of everything we need to do to stop it. So, let's begin. First, I want you to picture the Earth in your mind, spinning in space. However, if you'd prefer, I've put up a picture on the website. Either way, you see a planet with land and sea, but there's another big part of Earth we sometimes don't think about. Can you guess what I'm talking about? That's right, I'm talking about the atmosphere. 
When we look up at the sky or the atmosphere during the day, we sometimes don't realize that this is also part of the earth. The atmosphere is in fact a critical part of the earth. Like the land and the sea, without it, earth wouldn't be able to sustain life. Why? Well, what's in the atmosphere? Air, right? The air that we and all life on earth needs for respiration or breathing. And the air is not simply nothing. It might often be invisible to us, but it is made up of gases like oxygen that we as animals need to breathe. Can you think of any other gases in our atmosphere? Some of you probably thought of carbon dioxide, definitely the most important gas with regards to climate change. But in fact, the majority of the atmosphere is made up of nitrogen gas, just over three quarters of it at around 78%. The next biggest gas is oxygen at 21% or roughly a fifth of the atmosphere. And that only leaves us with 1% left. And in that 1%, there are a lot of different gases, including carbon dioxide, and another two that I'd like you to remember called methane and nitrous oxide. Don't worry about these gases now. I'll explain them later. But there's another gas I didn't mention. Can you guess which one? It's quite a strange gas because it can sometimes make up 4% of the atmosphere and sometimes 0%, depending on the temperature. Well, here's a clue. It's also the only gas we can see in the atmosphere, and we usually think of it as a liquid. Have you got it yet? It's water, or in this case, water vapor, which of course makes up our clouds and sometimes turns to rain, hail, or snow. Right, now that we understand the atmosphere, essentially all those gases around the Earth and where anything beyond them is space, let's go back to our picture of Earth. Now we see the Earth, but with the atmosphere as well, essentially a bubble of air all around the Earth. To this picture, we now add the Sun, the source of heat or warmth for the Earth. So now I want you to imagine arrows coming out of the Sun through the atmosphere and onto the Earth. These are the Sun's rays that bring both heat and light. This we all know. Direct rays from the Sun warm the Earth and bring us light during the day. But is there another way by which the Earth gets warm? If you don't think so, then why are the hottest parts of the day always in the afternoon, rather than at midday when the sun is directly above us? Something else must be going on, and what's going on is that the Earth itself is providing warmth. Think about it. On a sunny day, the ground will still be cool in the morning, but by the afternoon, it will be very hot. So once again, we go back to our picture. We see our sun rays warming the earth, but now we add new arrows coming out of the earth itself and into the atmosphere. Some of these arrows, representing heat from the earth, simply shoot out into space, but some of them get trapped in the atmosphere and are then sent back onto the earth again. In this way, earth warms itself through its atmosphere. You can almost imagine the atmosphere as a blanket. The blanket is not warm. What makes you warm is your own heat that the blanket traps for you. The way this process works is also why people refer to it as the greenhouse effect. Greenhouses are those glass buildings that people construct to help grow plants where it's cold. Like the atmosphere does for the earth, the glass rewarms the greenhouse and the plants inside. But how does the atmosphere do this, you might ask? Well, it does this through some of its gases, those which we call greenhouse gases 
and now I hope you understand why they're called that. So which gases are the greenhouse gases? They are water vapor, or H2O, carbon dioxide, or CO2, methane, nitrous oxide, and ozone. All of these gases exist naturally in our atmosphere, and without them, we would all die. That's right, without greenhouse gases, there would be almost no life on Earth, and the average temperature would be minus 18 degrees. Those of you who know a bit about climate change might be surprised by this, because usually people only talk negatively about greenhouse gases, that they're bad. But what I've described is the normal, everyday process of the Earth being warmed by the sun, and then warming itself with its atmosphere. However, this lesson is about climate change, this episode about global heating. Neither of those things are normal. But it's not the natural existence of the gases that's causing global heating, causing the earth to get too hot. So what is the problem? Well, I think I've just about given you all the tools and information that you need to work it out for yourself. Have you worked it out? Perhaps it might help if you add the fact that human beings are causing global heating. The problem now is that there are too much greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Way too much. All those extra greenhouse gases in the atmosphere absorb more of the heat coming off the Earth that usually escapes into space. So, our blanket around the Earth is too thick, trapping too much heat and rapidly changing the Earth's climate. And yes, it's because of human activity that there are too much greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. But that's it for this first episode of Lesson 1 on What is Climate Change? For the next episode, we will dive into that last bit I said about human activity causing climate change, how this is actually happening. However, before I go, I want to leave you with this. Many climate justice activists reject the statement that climate change is caused by human activity. Can you think why? Don't worry if you can't, I don't expect you to answer that question until we cover lesson 2. But give it a go, and I'll leave you a clue, which is simply what is the title of this course again? <laughs>